Welcome to the Raven Precision Podcast. In this episode, we cover Viper 4 version 2.8 software. I'm joined by Brandon Norwick, one of our technical service specialists, and Seth Leet, one of our engineering technicians, who's been primarily focusing on testing for Viper 4 software. Uh, we get into the bin chaining changes uh, for the granular machines. We added the ability to change the chain order while inside of a job, and also that it will recall any order that you make, so when you go into another job, you don't have to set that chain back up again. We get in a little bit with the job generator that's on the Slingshot website. Uh, it gives you the ability to make every single bit of the job, so you don't have to do it on the Viper 4. So some, like if you have an operation or anything like that where you have someone that is dispatching the machines, that person can now make the jobs and then send it to the Viper 4 wirelessly via Slingshot. And with that, you can add your, uh, your product mixes, adding um, RX maps and the information for those RX maps. And at the end of that job generator, you can actually map out where that field is. So you can, you can drop a flag for where the entrance is. You can put a little border around where the uh, field is. So when you go onto the Viper 4 on the street map view, the operator can actually see where these fields are. So if they're not familiar with the area or anything like that. We've added some Wi-Fi enhancements to make it a little bit more stable so when it's working with these, uh, this job generator and the slingshot, the new slingshot features. With 2.7, Wi-Fi was primarily used to communicate between the Viper 4 and the RS1 steering system, but now with the new slingshot subscriptions, you can use the Wi-Fi and the Viper 4 to take advantage of remote support, file transfer, as long as you're within range of a Wi-Fi hotspot. Also with 2.8 comes the nice feature of being able to count area, without needing a product control node. So with all that, let's jump into my conversation with Brandon and Seth. So uh, probably, I think... We'll just get going with the release notes and kind of give a little bit more detail on what uh, what they're saying, you know, kind yeah. of uh, just any any extra info that we can kind of provide to give a little bit more insight in what these new features are and what these fixes might be. Okay. Most uh, of them there, now that the, the previous versions that we had before, the, once you were in a job, you really wouldn't would be able to uh, have the versatility uh, in the bin chaining applications where you didn't have to pause uh, the job itself or go out of the job and actually make any changes. Um, and it was just uh, after listening to a lot of customers to talk about that, that's what we implemented now. So once you're in a job, if you long press on the, the, the bin chaining widget, then you have the versatility to uh, change all the different bins around, do a reverse order. So you basically it's a one button push to that uh, aspect. So, versatility is completely there now than what it used to be before right there's a complete second tab when you long press on the bin chaining widget that never used to be there that that gives you that capability so everything else looks exactly the same but that is there uh, the other thing is the bin chain recall where mm. if you've done a job before and this is the way this machine is always going to be setting up you'll always be applying in a certain order i mean from our experience most app Applicators like to apply from the back bin going forward. They can see that. So then regardless of what the, 
the order of the nodes are addressed, it will it once you get it set up the first time, it'll go through and it'll it'll remember that. Provided nothing else is changed, you haven't changed the number of products or things like that, uh, it will retain that. It'll automatically repopulate that. You still have the ability to manually change it if you mm-hmm. want to, but you don't have to. It'll right. it'll be there the way it was before. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah, and that's to Brandon's point. It is. I've seen the the second tab of the widget. It's pretty straightforward. You just have an arrow. Uh, you have arrows next to each channel. We'll just say channels. So they're your nodes or whatever your bin, and you can just arrow it up, arrow it down, sort of kind of change that order. Uh, pretty easily, pretty easily. Yep. And it still does the automatic uh, bin chaining there too. Same process there, just bends in your mix name. So right. if a person actually wants to go and do that, so that part hasn't changed at all in that aspect there. And I've seen it up to nine different bins being chained, which is probably a little bit more than you would ever actually see in the field, and it all works very smoothly. I mean, in a more typical application where there'd be two three or even four there's there's no issue to it at all it's very straightforward no yes that's an ease of use suppose we want to maybe get in a little bit of the job generator then oh for sure or, the pre- yeah. or is this this would be the pre-populated jobs part of it yeah right. this is kind of just the first level on uh for the job generator so at least a person can actually set up uh uh, uh all their normal machines set up on on uh I'll just write it on the website, which is kind of nice there. They can pull in their prescription if they want to and then set up the job name and at least get the first level started so it can and it helps out a lot of these operators in the field that uh, uh, the the main uh, um, customer, uh, he just went, has an operator on the field and doesn't really want him to really mess with anything at all and just have easy ones get in that machine and just go. He can at least start setting up uh, some of the important things right off the bat from that generator and have that sent out to the mm-hmm. machine. Yeah, on on the job generator off of the Slingshot website, you you really have the ability to go through and set up practically anything on the job setup that you would be able to do through the Viper 4 itself. Um, the grower farm field setup can all be put in with all the names, addresses, phone numbers, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, the you can set up and send out with a prescription map. You can set up the product names and the, all the attributes to that. So it's it's a lot nicer in an environment like that where you can you can set it up on a desktop on a computer instead of trying to you know, poke at the screen, which isn't the most convenient way to do it. Well, and there's also you'd have to go to a few different areas in the Viper Four to be able to to do that. Like the the, the product profile or, or your your mix configurations is in one area, and your your grower farm field stuff's in another. Probably people most would get into that right at the start of the job uh, and things like that. But, uh, yeah, like you're saying, that, that job generator part of the site, it's very streamlined. You just flows straight to- through. Just top to bottom. Yep. You know. Absolutely. I'm uh, sorry to step on what you were. No, no, that, that's, that's great. That's, that's exactly right. There, I derailed you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was rolling there and then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess yeah, the, but but you're exactly right. You'd have to jump into a number of different places, and and also, uh, one other advantage to that is if you are putting together, for example, uh, custom product mixes, mm-hmm. uh, that would be the type of thing where you could dispatch that. If you have one Viper Four in the field, if you have twenty Viper Fours in the field, you could reuse that same product mix and send it out to uh, different machines 
And once it's in the list, you never have to redo it again. Right. As long as nothing changes, uh, you know, it would be the, you know, just like anything you could put into a Viper 4, you could then, via USB, export it and put it on something else. This is much easier just doing it right. uh, all over slingshot. Yeah, for sure. Then they basically have your boundaries already right and ready to go. So if you just have operator pulls in there and you want to have a bunch of people going right off the bat, and this is really quick start, then you just you're just going. You have all the prescriptions going for each one of those, and you can have just multiple operators going and right off the bat, and you're really saving a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And these can be archived, right? Is that what you're kind of saying? Like yes. they're not going to go. Yep. You can archive them to kind of clean up your current setup, but it's. Now, when those are, that's just the the template, sort of speak, right? Uh, when you archive it, now if you take, like if you were to take it out of archive, is that something that can then be redispatched? You could do that. Like this isn't this isn't like a a job file, right? So it's not like you're getting the new information from the machines, and then that gets archived. That's done through. This, right, the, the normal part of Slingshot that we're all used to. The purpose of archiving on there, yeah, it's it's the <laughs> list area of the job generator part. Mm-hmm. Um, once you get in there, if you wanted to you know, keep things neat and, and if you're staying on top of things, you can archive everything that isn't yet to be done. Right. You know, once work right. is completed, it seems like it makes the most sense to archive or if, if you're just running under the assumption, okay, this has been dispatched already, we're going to go ahead and archive it now. But if something were to happen, if a machine were to have a mechanical problem and you had to dispatch a different machine over to, to mm-hmm. take care of that field or that job, then you could unarchive, dispatch it out to the other machine instead, and you'd be ready to go. You wouldn't have any information that was lost. Right. And the other nice thing about the archives, you can, you know, for those that like to keep records. Oh, absolutely. You can use it that way. Yep. They don't go away. So you're, uh, you you have all that. Right. You're you're not going to accidentally delete them by any means. And uh, I think you might have been kind. I think I'm I'm going to jump in your head here, Seth. I oh, think I'm, oh, that's where we were kind of getting where we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Uh, is uh, when you're going through that that uh, the job generator uh, on the site. Now, uh, when we were talking about kind of just it's a flow, it's a process flow. You're just kind of going step top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the the map side of it because that's a pretty i think that's a pretty useful tool oh as far as the the map that displays yeah uh, yeah yeah what what you can do on there for one thing there yeah there's a map that that pops up it sort of resembles you know google earth but it's it's not the same thing but it resembles it at least i think we use map box okay yeah that's that that rings a bell that's what it is and and uh so on the one hand if you're using a prescription map you can see exactly where that populates on the map. You can see where that it just drops oh, nice. it right there. If you're not using a prescription map, I'm, oh, and I'll, let me back up. If you have that on there and you're using street maps mm-hmm. on the Viper 4, it gives you the ability where, uh, you know, just like in the past, you could go in there and you could just tap on where the map is and you could open the job from there. Uh, in this instance, with the pre-populated jobs we can go through and create it's it's not a it's a field boundary but it's not like the typical kind of field boundary that we would use for acuboom for example right it's not usable in that sense it's just handy as far as uh 
you know, it doesn't get used in the job at all other than for the operator where he can go to the street maps view. He can see exactly where that field is based on the outline that's on there. Yep. So it's it's a, a handy thing. There's, there's also two other aspects of that, which um, one is a, a field location. So it's like basically the center of the field, which yeah. may be a little bit less handy if you're already going through and putting the, the whole outline of the field on right, there. Right. But the, the other useful thing would be there's the option of putting a field entrance location. So the field entrance location, if there's multiple ways to get into the field or things just look a little bit, I don't know, you're wondering how, what is the best way to get into this right, field. Right, exactly. It'll, it'll uh, let you mark on there exactly where the operator should be aiming towards to get into the field. Once again, cutting down on time. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And exactly. you have a lot it saves, of operators. It's probably going to save a call uh, oh, yeah. to, uh, yep. you know, whoever, I mean, whoever owns the location or whoever has yep. dispatched this. Yep. Uh, just, that's just a lot of those bigger corporations. They just have a lot of operators and then really not familiar uh, quite yet with the area and, and uh, what operation going on. So once again, if you're getting right there, it's like, mm-hmm. here, here's my start point, point A, here you go. You zero right in. Right. Well, nine times out of ten, you're going to, you know, operator is going to be able to drive along and they'll see that there's a field approach. And, okay, that's plenty simple. I would but every so. once in a while, you'll <laughs> you'll get to the place where you physically have to drive through the yard in order yep. to get to the field. And that's not always the most obvious. So it's, yep. it's a useful tool in that aspect. Or if you get areas of like a lot of different terraces and things like that. And it's kind of if you're looking for one one area, that it's, it might not be quite as a... Uh, easy to spot and there's other ones though the two right mm-hmm. right uh is there anything else we wanted to hit on with the job generator or mm-hmm. not necessarily just recommend yeah. going out there and giving it a shot play around yep. with it yeah um anybody with a, a slingshot yep. login can get in there and and at least get to that part of it and, mm-hmm. and uh, see what it's all about see if it's if it's something that you think would be useful I'm sure, like later than too, it's it's going to be a constantly evolving thing there too. So the more demand we get for more features that to be able to put in there, if it's going to be something that uh, everybody really wants, then they're going to be um, we'll be implementing that in there. So at least gives more versatility there as well. Okay, that, that's right. Yeah, everything that's in there, it's just going to be streamlined and evolve from there for future releases of things. Right. Yeah. Like a. Like you were saying, Brandon, it's kind of setting the groundwork for yep. uh, some things. Because we'll Definitely. do, there'll be a lot more uh, when it comes to uh, 3.0, you know, these, this, uh, the pre-populated jobs. And, and we've already kind of talked about it a little bit when we were talking about, um, uh, Russell and I did, uh, we did an episode on slingshot subscriptions. We kind of oh. talked, and it's, you know, we've talked about machine to machine a little bit and everything. So the like silver that. level. Uh, yes. Subs- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, but we don't. I mean, we don't really need to get too much into that now if we don't want to. But uh, we could. We could maybe mention just a little bit. I mean, when we do start getting ahead in the future, pretty much the same process can be used where you could you could pre-populate a job that then could be used by by uh, multiple machines, multiple systems, and there's no additional work doing right. it that way. Right. Um, so yeah, there's there's not going to be that much of a change as things go forward on that side of it, other than just new things being added along the way mm-hmm. to the existing structure. So those mm-hmm. were the, I'm oh, sorry, Brandon, you're going to, the one like later on, I'm just, I could see just something like, uh, at least for, see what the demands are later on. But, uh, 
for almost like an implementation of like maybe like an ISO XML or something there to at least uh, uh, gets that up throughput right on there too sometimes so that cuts one other ex, uh, extra step out. This is also, um, you know, the structure that was put together. It was designed for, for use with APIs. Uh, API partners can uh, generate things on their side, which, you know, even though the, you know, the job generator itself is fairly handy, somebody else probably has uh, another method that they go through, and that could easily yep. be uh, rolled in to to use that instead, where it's it's using the underpinnings of it and not have to actually go to the site itself. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we want to kind of maybe get into some of the fixes that came with this version? Oh, well, one of them for sure that I, I know from what I've been working with, um, 2.7 had Wi-Fi capabilities in it for the first time in a release version of software. Uh, that was really specifically to be able to utilize the Wi-Fi connection from RS1. Mm-hmm. Uh, it... If you tried to use it for much other than that, I would say I could generously it was it was quirky. Okay. <laughs> so what are you, trying, what are you trying to say? It was it was, really it was a means to, to an end to make it so yeah. so uh, RS one would work because that is a requirement right. to have those two communicating that way, and it does function. Uh, but in two point eight, it's been streamlined quite a bit, and it it does work a lot nicer in my opinion. Well, right to make it more stable for. Uh, the new slingshot features, yeah, like the, the silver uh, not subscription just, for it. Yeah, for exactly. The Wi-Fi. No. Yeah, no. not just for RS1, right. but for, for right. alternative uh, Wi-Fi connections yeah. also. Uh, for example, one of the things in there where you have, a, you have the ability to set a priority where you know, most of the time you're going off of your RS1, for example, if that's right. what you're connected to. But at the same time, if you pull into a, your, your yard where you've got your Wi-Fi set up, you could just as well have it connect over to that under priority since you're not paying any data charges for that. Right. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of instances where somebody could start up in the yard, they're connected via the, the shop Wi-Fi, for right. example, download everything that they have, then go out to the field, and you're, you're minimizing a lot of the data usage that you could potentially have. Right. And then when you get back, then when you get back that's when you can send all your, send all your uh, job files. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you still have the ability where if you're if you don't have the check mark in there to automatically send, you could get back and then just manually send them once you're back on the uh, the shop Wi-Fi again, for right. example. It uh, it should cut down. You have the ability out there if you do have RS one, for example. Right. But it's not requiring you to go through that, and it's pretty seamless. It'll automatically jump to the to the unit with or you know whatever the highest priority. Wi-Fi source is that you've got set up. Okay. And still, it's like any other Wi-Fi through your uh, any home computer there, too. You do have your different security settings a person can put in there, too, so you at least know you're going to have a, a safe access there, too, since everything's going wireless anymore. Right. And the communications, a person can't actually set that up with their passwords and your different levels of security there, too. And one thing I might we might need to, to highlight is... And I'll ask you, Brandon, if this is still the case, that you can't use a Wi-Fi uh, connection that, uh, say, like, you know, hotels do it, or if you have, like, the guest login where you have to go through and open up a browser page, mm-hmm. right? We can't, we still can't use that. 
this would be where you have to connect directly to that network, right? Yes, and basically on the right now the way they have it set up, that's what you'd end up having to do there, and then uh, either you can see your different signal strengths going on, but you're right. still also either different priority and security access. But yeah, you're. I can't. I honestly can't remember off the top of my head, like if it was like WPA two or, or yes, that yep, is, you know, it, yep, yeah, yep, and then the other one, your um, AES uh, for security or the TKIP. Um, right for that aspect there but yeah that's definitely going to be about having to do with different security there too because there's just so much wi-fi communication wireless communication period anymore mm-hmm. and farming's going to be no different when it comes to that either right yeah but the the nice thing um when you were getting that set where you can you can set those priorities and you can um you can save that login information oh there. yes so it will connect automatically it's the, it's the same thing as your phone exactly uh, if you're if you have maybe five different Wi-Fi's saved, mm-hmm. then you can uh, you can go to it. But there, I'm just, like I was getting at the, the guest networks where, sure, you can have that saved, but when you connect to it and then automatically it's going to ask you to sign in, you have to open up that browser window mm-hmm. or whatever and then put in your credentials. Yes. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Viper 4 is not going to do that. It, at least not. Certainly right. not automatically. Right. No. That would yeah. be interesting to note if you went into the um, the internet view within the right i don't believe that works but but uh yeah i've, I've never had one close enough to a hotel wi-fi source to try that I guess. well we have the guest <laughs> network here is what i mean and then a uh, lot of in uh, a lot of uh and that's just that's probably just something to be aware of because a lot of um i don't know per, uh person some people do that in their personal home uh networks and mm-hmm. and then i know a lot of uh organizations will do that as well it's like oh well what's the what's the wi-fi you know and they just set up a guest Mm-hmm. account and then set up a guest login mm-hmm. so it's not it's not going to be working with that you have to it you have to connect directly to it mm-hmm. you know so in my experience mm-hmm. yes and it seems like it, it performs just like you see with a pc or like a cell phone there too where you will see uh like wi-fi lockups like it doesn't know exactly what it's doing for communication and just like you would with a cell phone or a, a pc you can basically disable your your Wi-Fi so it forgets everything off there. You re-enable it. Sometimes you even actually have to click on a de- uh, device on there and take it out of there and then just basically do a mm-hmm. scan. So it works very much just like you would see other times. So it's kind of just a nice troubleshooting thing where if you're not linking up, it's just an easy, real quick workaround uh, to get it linked back up to the device you, you need it to. Hmm. And I think I, I heard a little bit, and then yeah, like you said, it's a good troubleshooting step, and that that might be something that you would need to do after going to two eight, right? Like if you if you're using it, I mean, I it's, yeah, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a bad thing to do, you know. Just yep, let's just refresh, all. let's just no, refresh everything. It, you're literally going to be done in a, in a a minute, right? To be able to do it, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, yep. Uh, so that was Wi-Fi. Yeah, just looking down the list here. Um, Otherwise, yeah, different for like uh, camera enhancements type things there for um, for like um, case IH requests there for uh, to be able to set up for the the backup view mm-hmm. type one in there. You can actually select your priority or which camera you actually want to use um, in those there too. That makes it kind of a nice little feature there. Yeah, because we added we added the ability to do cameras outside of a job with two point yes. seven. 
Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, right. Yep. yep. This one now is basically now you can actually select a specific camera uh, that you want to actually view with, and mm-hmm. if you're going to do in like a, a backup um, right. operation. Yeah, and I know specifically on the case IH units that they have the ability now where they have a, a reverse wire detection yep. or a reverse detection where it's, yep. it's just a 12 volt exactly yep. sense that's coming in and as soon as that comes in you have the ability on those at least just to select it so that is the only time it will switch over to review, reverse view on yep. the camera and, and display mm-hmm. that yep less button pushes mm-hmm. otherwise for everybody else it just goes off the normal reverse sense based on well, dynamics yeah. on, on your auto steer or uh, your your GPS yep. heading. Yep. And that's what it's basing it on. And another one, uh, real nice feature they put on there, we've basically been asked from uh, customers since the beginning, is to be able to do uh, an area count to, without product control in the system. Because right. before it's like always, oh, sorry, you got to have you got to have a product control going on. It's just not going to do that. It's like, well, I just got to drag or or till or something back there. It's like, uh, sorry, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, now you can. Something yeah. that the you know the cruiser's been able to do for ten years. It, it's and, exactly uh, you know, and it never had that capability. That was never the focus of the product, but it was something that was you know sh- should have been so simple to add in, and it, it it's in there yep. now. It's in there now. So, so yeah, nice but, unit to, or nice feature to have. Yep. For sure. And then they did uh, add in more for uh, a new leader as well for basically your bed. Um, Simon sizes, uh, stuff like that uh, was on there for the people that have new leader machines. There was also a, an enhancement on there too where I'm not sure if you'd consider it a bug, but but uh, certain setups would disappear off of the if you had a, a new leader set up on yeah. version 2.7 and that's been resolved for 2.8. Yep. So much more convenient. You're not accidentally switching the system off and losing, uh, losing all your preset uh, yep. controls. They, they are all maintained now. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I see here we got product look ahead revision. Is that, so we used, we've always had an apply to all, but yeah. it never necessary. It didn't always necessarily work when you wanted to apply to all. Or it, 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 it automatically applied it, to all. Yeah, believe. you're yep. You're either gonna be on or not on there. Um otherwise there's you know, they're gonna be, you know I think what is it later later on they're actually thinking about like per per even like a section type application, but right now it's just mm. kinda of, you know, per product uh, type application on, on there for different look ads just mm. to get things even more precise. Yeah, you're you're a little bit limited, especially if you've got a product that or multiple products that share common sections. Mm-hmm. There's not as much that can be done with that. But if you have products that don't share sections, sections yep. then then there's something that can be done with that, where you right. can adjust the lookaheads, mm-hmm. and and uh, which is which is a nice feature. More precision all the time. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um. So, I suppose probably kind of as we're wind this down uh brandon what what uh what would you recommend as far as uh for those you know they get we got there's there's people that don't like to update um and we kind of we did kind of hit some of the 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 bugs but probably some of the biggest or i mean the the defects that were resolved in this newer version but kind of just the advice as to you know why or maybe just recap 
why we would want to go from an earlier version to 2.8? Uh, just like you always see from a uh, progression from one uh, cut to the next, basically the for stability, uh, mm-hmm. for features like in this one, Wi-Fi was like a huge one, uh, just because it gets more and more prevalent out there, the RS1 units, but then plus also you're putting other things, uh, on the, uh, communications with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like a huge one there, but, uh, other ones just like a feature enhancements there too. And, you know, with the, the be able to do the area count without uh, product control, just stuff that we listen to customers with, mm-hmm. um, and we actually do listen uh, for to get those feature requests put on the board uh, to get put and implemented in there. And now you can actually go and do stuff like that. Um, and then, the, you know, this ease of use, uh, once again, for like the bin chaining, where, you know, it, it was uh, quite the pain for people to have to right. pause back out, really do much of change up, uh, where now you have more versatility I'm just, uh, you know, long press, boom, I'm done. I can just change whatever I need to on this bin chain, and you're just right. keep going. All right. And then it probably, unless you had something, Seth. I mean, well, I guess what I would uh, come in, uh, not that I do tech support anymore, but uh, being from that background where we've listed off a lot of neat features and improvements, enhancements that, that this software offers, if you're perfectly satisfied with where you are right now. None of these features really, you know, strike your fancy. There's probably no reason to update if you're perfectly happy with how things are. The the saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But there are a number of nice features in here. So if any of these, if anybody is using RS1, for example, or, or Slingshot at all, I think this would be a, a really good thing to, to do. If anybody's using a, a new leader setup, um, yeah, doing definitely. bin chaining, yeah. any of those things. I mean, that that covers a a lot of operators out there and and machines. These would, you know, be really good reasons to update uh, from even from two seven up to version two point eight. Right. Well, yeah, and like uh, you were saying earlier, if we're if you're using RS one, that automatically requires two seven. Right. And at then the we least. Had, and we had a lot of enhancements between two seven to two eight. Yep that uh, are going to make that uh, even more robust. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, if you're updating Viper 4, you, you might as well update the RS1. I mean, do both of them at the same time. Right. So you're at the both of them at the, the latest release. Mm-hmm. They do kind of go hand in hand. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a recommendation in that instance for sure. Okay. Um, so is there... Just for a little bit of fun, then, is there anything uh, maybe in in your in your guys's testing, or, or are there any things that we can maybe kind of um, tease about three point uh, You think that as we're kind of getting through, you know, the the our process of when we're releasing and everything like that. But is there anything we can maybe just kind of hit on a little bit before we before we wrap up? Well, the M to M is probably the the big thing on that. Um, machine to machine. Yep. Sorry, machine. To no, machine. you're fine. We'll, you're we'll, fine. We'll call it that. It's it, when we when we read it. That's what we read. You yeah. Know? M to like, M. And then probably you know, and that's not that's not something that just we're doing. Uh, and, you know, that's, right. That's we're not the only ones, but that that is something that I've been doing uh, quite a bit of testing with, and that is that is really neat. It uh, just a little bit of inside baseball as you're going along with this. You you don't realize how many different situations you mm-hmm. can get into and have to test under a number of different circumstances. So it, uh, 
it has been it's been a learning curve for for everybody for sure right um but it's it's been going along really well and and it's it's really exciting to see you know two or three other machines in the same field with you and you're seeing all their coverage coming across mm-hmm. that's that's really neat and and uh, the ability, as as time goes on, to be able to have a, a combined application map for multiple machines. Um, there's future uh, Wi-Fi enhancements that are going to be going on, specifically with with uh, RS1 and in other ways. There's just there's a lot of neat things that are that are coming. A lot of nice improvements coming down the pipe. Okay, and that's probably that is the big the big feature with. Oh, three point sure. is yes. the machine yeah. to machine. That's the yep. biggest. Yep. Part machine of it. to machine is the um, is the big one. That's the the big push right now uh, for you know multi machine organizations, right? Where they would have the potential. Uh, for example, uh, the the big example that we heard feedback on would be oh, well, a lime spreading operation where they dump a big pile of lime in the middle of the field and they've got two or three spreaders out there all running at the same time. They don't want to be stepping on each other's toes or, or right. doing multiple applications. This would be a, a great way. Whoever is loading them, they just kind of split up into three different areas and run across, and it, it gives them the ability then to uh, see where the other coverage is. If AccuBoom is involved, it automatically will shut off once you start crossing over into, you know, even if you just have to drive into another already applied area to turn around, at least it won't be double applying in there. Mm-hmm. And the other neat thing that you get out of that is, uh, you get last pass steer, or, well, auto steer could be running off a of last pass, but even just guidance based on any of the other coverage that's already been done. If you end up, uh, if if one machine starts in the middle of the field and starts going to the north, if you pull into the field right in the middle, you can base last pass off of what they've already done and then start heading to the south. Okay. It uh, you know it's it's really it's really slick. Yeah, definitely times the issue a lot of these operations and the you know, they keep on getting bigger and bigger. So if you can cut right. down on, you know, precious time there, because a lot of times you get a real small window with the uh, weather and you got to really get moving. And if you can cut down, you actually get your job processed. That, that's, that's big. It's really big. Yeah, and as mm-hmm. mentioned before, this is the type of thing where you could use the job generator to, you know, build or uh, not exactly dispatch. It's a little bit different on the on the machine to machine stuff, you don't have to necessarily dispatch it to everybody. But if you, if uh, it gets to multiple machines, you're only doing one operation and it gets to multiple machines at the same time, uh, multiple systems they can run. And uh, typically in a situation like that in the past, it's been where somebody finds a landmark or maybe throws a flag down or something like that. And that's your, your midpoint. Well, you're just inherently going to have some skips or you're going to have some some double coverage in situations like that and this this really helps eliminate that nice anything else nothing right now no it's going to get them all but an eggshell right now and keeps changing all the time yeah oh yeah at this point right now i mean everybody's gearing up for spring and right and certain parts of the country are are dealing with snow at the moment which is <laughs> yeah, that the unusual, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I know everybody's chomping at the bit to to get going. Right, so, right. So, uh, want to try and give them as smooth of a spring as we possibly can do. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you. Man.